Amaranthant Pilcrow. There was no way to deny it. He was madly in love. She was beautiful, sweet, innocent, friendly, and, let's not deny it, Calipigian. He would spend days dreaming of his incandescent love, his flame-haired ruby, his panacea, his amaranth. Her name was Julie, but he had come to think of her as amaranth. He would often imagine the day he could ask her if he could call her that, use that beautiful word as a pet name for his own never-fading beauty, his own desert rose, his own blood-red lover. But she never spoke to him. He tried to say hello to her in the corridors of Emerson Hall at the university on occasion, or when he brushed against her while leaving statistics class on Tuesday nights. But she never responded. He didn't know if she didn't hear him, or just didn't care. So he had decided to take things down a different path. He had purchased a book of Wicca spellcraft, and searched through it for anything that would get her to notice him, just to be aware that he had spoken to her. That was all he needed, a foot in the door. After reading the book, though, he decided that it didn't sound plausible, so he bought another book, this one of runes. He learned how to bind runes, and he found a way to create a glyph from the letters in her name, which he then bound to the rune Gifu, which indicated partnerships. Just to be sure, he crafted a glyph from his own name and bound it with the rune Win, the rune of joy. The next day was Monday, so he had a day before he would see the fruits of his handiwork. He was so overcome with giddiness that he couldn't even go to his zoology class. He spent all day in vivid dreams of libidinous abandon. He envisioned what they would do on their wedding night, and what they would do afterwards. He was going to be a good husband, espousing forever the egalitarian ideals that would be the hallmarks of his marriage. No patripotestal family for him and his amaranth. They would be equals in love. And at the end of the day, he slept. He awoke early the next morning went to his other Tuesday classes, and then ate lunch. He prepared for the evening class, where he would speak to her again, and this time she would respond. He had made sure of that. He entered the class, ready to place a pilcrow on his life, to move into the next phase of existence. And he sat there, barely hearing what the professor was saying, drawing the win rune over and over on his notes page. He crafted it carefully and repeatedly, its three lines resembling the capital letter P, but with an angle in place of the curve. Just for the heck of it, he drew one backwards. He looked down on it and noticed that there was a stray pencil mark right next to the backwards win, which made it look like a pilcrow, the backwards P symbol with an extra staff that was used to indicate a new paragraph, a new thought, a new beginning. Just like his life. And wasn't he thinking of Pilcrow's earlier? Finally the class ended, and he cautiously arranged himself to brush against Amaranth Julie as they left the room together. He nudged gently into her, her soft skin with its light dusting of rust-colored freckles whispering softly against his arm. Hello, he said, as he gazed expectantly into her vivid blue eyes. She looked up at him, smiled, and walked right past him. 
She looked up at a tall Greek god of a man. How was work? she asked him. Better now that I'm not there anymore. I was thinking of you all day. I'm glad to see you. The Adonis leaned over and kissed her, ignoring the push of college students flowing past them on either side, jostling them in both directions. Finally, they stopped, and the Apollo said to Julie, who was no longer Amaranth, Let's go. We have a wedding anniversary to celebrate. He didn't remember much after that. He wasn't even sure how he got home. He just knew that he was now sitting there, pistol in hand, whiskey by his side. Russian roulette isn't very much fun when all the chambers are loaded, he thought. But oh well. No longer did he have an amaranth in his life. No longer a panacea. Now just the eternal sweet narcolepsy of infinity. Feeling somewhat juvenescent, he lifted the gun to his head. A flash, a bang, a thud, and a spray of red. The red of the rose, the red of the fire, the red of Julie, the red of blood. And on the window beside his corpse, two streaks of blood, the one on the left conjoined with a rounded spot. And he moved on to the next phase of existence. 